<laughs> I know, isn't that funny? You got to catch in your get along. <laughs> anyway, good morning. This message has been in my heart since last year um, because I don't know if it's really necessarily a word from the Lord. I told my husband I had a message because this is something that I have been growing in and dealing with, and I've gotten some understanding, and you know, we are all growing in the Lord, amen? We are all on a journey in Jesus, and I don't care how old you are or how long you've known the Lord, you are still going to grow in his wisdom and understanding of life, because every season of life brings a whole new set of issues, right? Trials situations that you have not faced before. And so last year I was facing several things and it was when we went to the, I, I know I've mentioned this before about the Gateway Conference, the pastor's conference we went to and Dr. Tony Evans was talking about the church, how it had not taken its place in the spirit and taken authority the way we should as the church because we're the ones that have been given the keys to the kingdom of spiritual life and of understanding of what this world, not only what the Lord is doing, what it means um, to walk with the Lord, but understanding just things of life. We've been given that. And so I came home going, Lord, I need to grow in authority, taking authority in my understanding of that. And so I began to uh, grow in some things. And, you know, of course, sure enough, as soon as you start growing in something, just trials hit you, Right? It's like one thing after another. And you're like, okay. So, you know, I was in this, have you ever been in that question mode? Okay, wait, am I supposed to take authority over this or am I supposed to endure this? You know, sometimes Jesus said trials come because it's, remember when James said, hey, count it all joy when you go through different trials because it's building your patience. It's building you up in the spirit. You're like, oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> but, you know, so sometimes you're like, okay, am I supposed to endure this? Is this a trial I'm supposed to really like press through or is this something I need to take authority over and you know it's it's from the enemy and so I you're facing am I the only one that goes through that where your mind goes off so here I am facing all kinds of stuff from you know physical uh, health situations from family stuff to all kind you know I got in a car accident have you ever gotten in a car well it was a little fender bender it was my fault um well, it was actually the guy in front of the guy in front of me. He slammed on his brakes. The guy slammed in, then I slammed. But I slammed so hard my foot slipped off. <laughs> you know, when you go back up, you know, I had on sandals and my toes and got caught, the brake got be caught between my sandal and my toe. Have you ever done that? You men don't know this, but women do. And um, <laughs> I just did not, re I did not recover very quick. <laughs> so I'm like, I bumped into him. It wasn't that big of a deal. But he got out and yelled at me and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, hey, I have insurance. I'm not running away. You know, calm down. And so, you're, you know, you're just like, but then, you know, the insurance called me like, he's going to, he might be taking you to small claims. I'm like, what in the name of Jesus, you know? I'm like, wait. So, you know, just stuff in life, you know, that you're just like, wait, why is this happening? What's going on, you know? And so it's been stuff like that all year long, seriously. And, you know, we've had three deaths in the family. And, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, sometimes deaths in the family bring out the worst, you know, when it's all over with. You know, people come out and they start doing things and saying things. And so there's been a little fallout in the family. And you're just like, what? Why? We should be drawing close together. So, so you know what I mean? Just life. Trials of life are happening. And I'm like, Lord, 
You know when David said in the Bible, you know, if I had wings and I could fly away, <laughs> but Lord, you would find me there too. <laughs> so you're just like, you know, you just want to find that little safety spot where you don't have to deal with stuff. And you're just like, the Lord's like, no, this is, again, this is part of growing and learning how to deal with not only the trials, but through all of this, something came up um, in my study time that I began to research and it all comes down to my heart. And so, I mean, we all know that, you know, we're, when we're born again, we have a human spirit. And when we're born again and we receive Jesus, that spirit is renewed. It's, it's, it's brand new. Jesus recreates it, and we're given, a, a, again, a born-again spirit that is now God living in there. It's the Holy Spirit living in there, and it's fresh. It's new. And the Bible actually says that, again, we're complete in our spirit. Your spirit does not sin. Your spirit is whole. It's complete. It's incorruptible, right? But then we have our soul. The Bible talks that we're spirit, soul, and body. That's how we're created. There's three parts, spirit, soul, and body. The Bible also says that we're two, like there's the inner man and the outer man. So, you know, sometimes don't you get confused? Like, am I two parts or three parts or how many parts am I? You know, and then, of course, this, this their whole other part is where, where, where's the heart? Is that like the fourth part? Like, what's my heart? <laughs> so I'm trying to figure all this stuff out. And the truth is your soul, of course, is your mind, your will, and emotions. That's your, what, what the Bible calls your carnal part or your flesh part. You know, that's the part where we live according to our emotions and our feelings and our thoughts. And so as I was going through this, I was like, okay, Lord, Help me understand this. Help me figure out this part. And I came, to, I came to this understanding. And this is going to be good. I'm going to tell you right up front what your heart is. And then I'm going to show you in scripture, okay? Your heart is really all of you, okay? But your heart is made up of two parts. Your heart, the inner man, and I'm going to show you in scripture what, what, how this, you know, works. Your heart is made of two parts. It's your spirit and your soul, okay? Then there's your body, Okay, your body, your body does whatever. Actually, your body does whoever's in charge, your body will follow, right? We know that it's your spirit's in charge or your soul's in part. Your body just, your body does whatever it's told. It doesn't do anything on its own. It's just a frame. It's just a, an outer shell, okay? What is on the inside is what directs it. And so the body is really not the issue. Right now, we have been perfected in our spirit because of Jesus and the work of the cross, but our soul is being perfected daily. It's not perfect yet and actually never will be until we um, go to the Lord. And then even then, our bodies will be perfected. You know, we'll get a new body. And so in heaven, we'll be perfected. But until then, only our spirit is perfected. And so when we talk about our heart, we're really talking about two parts, your spirit and your soul. And I'm just going to tell you right now, when I talk about the soul today, I'm going to talk about your mind. I'm not going to talk about your emotions or the, I'm going to talk about your mind because your mind is really what's in control of your soul. So you've got your spirit and your soul, you know, that's at war in your life, right? Okay, pardon me. I, I turned 56. I have to put my glasses on. Actually, I hadn't before that, but <laughs> I can't see my notes. So, again, our spirits are made perfect. Um, <clears throat> They have been per perfected, our soul is being perfected, and in the future our bodies will be perfected. So, have you ever read that scripture in 1 John 3, 9 that says, Whoever has been born of God does not sin, 
for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he's been born of God. Didn't that scripture like go, uh-oh, am I born again? Because I know I've sinned. This says that if you're born of God, you don't sin. Well, what it's talking about is your spirit. Your spirit here is what does not sin. It's saying what is born of God does not sin. Your spirit does not sin because it's born of God. Your soul is not born of God. It is, again, your mind. That has to be renewed daily and, again, coming into agreement with um, the heart. So what is the heart? Again, the heart is the word cardia which is, that's where we get our cardiovascular words and stuff from. That's the Greek word, cardia. The spirit, uh, the word for spirit is pneuma. So what is the heart? The heart is your spirit and your soul, which is your inner man. So turn to Mark chapter 11, verse 23. And we're going to look at some scriptures here to help you understand the heart and the, sp- uh, the whole heart, the spirit and the soul. Because bottom line, you And me, every day, have to bring our soul and our spirit in agreement with the word of God to accomplish what God is doing in our lives. It says here, For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So the, the, the phrase I'm going to look at, does not doubt in his heart. The word heart here is cardia. It's talking of spiritual things. It's not talking about your physical organ of the heart. It's talking about your heart. Um, and again, it's saying who does not doubt in his heart. Well, let me tell you, can you doubt in your spirit? No, you can't. Your spirit does not doubt God. It's perfect. It, does, it believes God. It sees God. It knows God. Your spirit is perfect in you. But what doubts in your heart? Your mind. Your mind is what doubts God. Your mind is what doubts. You know how your mind just starts going off on things? You read a scripture and you're like, Lord, I love that scripture. I want to believe that. But your mind starts going off on, well, that's never going to work or that's not going to happen or I've seen this or that I've seen that. You know, your mind is going to be the problem. Your mind is what you have to draw in. You, you can't let those thoughts run rampant in your life. You know, you've got to, like, I love what Pastor Dan said, the anchor of our soul, our mind, is the word of God. Don't let your mind go wander off. Pull it back in. The Bible says, bring, cast down those imaginations and those thoughts that want to exalt itself above Jesus. That's exactly what the devil did. He exalted himself and said, I can do, uh, I can be just like God. And so, you know, the devil's plan and purpose in life, in our life, is to get us to the point where, We are so in disagreement with our spirit that we divide our heart and our heart becomes hardened. And when your heart becomes hardened, you are prone to sin. You are prone to evil. That's what the Bible, we're going to look at some scriptures that talk about that. So your mind and your soul is so important for you to be aware of that it's not falling on its own path, beating to its own drum, that it's coming in line with your spirit and what God's called you to and what God's told you and the scriptures and the verses he's given you to stand on. You have to pull your mind in and say, no, I don't agree with that. I agree with this. I agree with what Jesus told me. I don't agree with that. And get your heart in one accord in agreement with the word of God. Amen? So, again, 
The fact that you can doubt in your heart implies that you can also believe in your heart. So your heart is what doubts. The word doubt there is actually the Greek word diver, which comes from, um, again, which means to divide. So doubting means to divide. So it's saying if you doubt in your heart, if you divide your heart, um, again, what did James say? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So dividing your heart and keeping your soul or your mind in charge and leading your life is really going to be bad news for you. So again, um, when you are born again, your spirit is made perfect, and it follows that which is perfect in the spirit. And your spirit cannot doubt. Doubt is a sin, and your spirit cannot sin. So again, it's your heart, the, the part of your heart that doubts is the soul. Okay, so my message today is called a divided heart. Look at Mark 2, 8. And it says here, well, in Hosea, even the Lord talked about Israel. Israel, all through the Old Testament, was constantly dealing with a divided heart. And God even said, they have a divided heart. Their heart is divided from me. And so Mark 2 says this, but he immediately, when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your heart? So look at the scripture. I mean, I just pray today. I mean, I know we've read scriptures before. I just pray, Lord, and I pray before him, Lord, that we would see your word in a fresh new way today, that it's fresh in our spirit, it's fresh in our heart, that these words that come out to us are not just words on a page or on a screen, but they are words, Lord, that are life and live and abide forever and actually work in our lives and so it says here that Jesus perceived in his spirit, and they reasoned in their hearts. So this tells us that you perceive in your spirit, right? That's where you perceive. That's where you get spiritual understanding. That's where you get, you know, pastor always talks to us about get understanding, get knowledge. Knowledge is taking in the word of God, but wisdom is the ability to, to live out the word of God in a way that's led by the spirit. That's wisdom. So he's saying here that we perceive in our spirit, that's where we get the wisdom of how to live out the word of God in our spirit. He said, but they were reasoning in their hearts. You know, Job, in the book of Job, when Job had to stand before God, I love these scriptures, because Job is standing there, and he's been talking about God all this time, and God finally shows, stands up and says, hey, stand up, dude, Put, pull your, he literally says, pull your bootstraps up and stand here and let me tell you something. You've been, he says, you've been listening to darkened counsel. Darkened counsel is reasoning. Reasoning, when you're trying to work things out in your mind, we're trying to figure out what God is doing and why this isn't working. I'm telling you, that's darkened counsel that you're getting from men, that you're getting from your flesh, you're getting from the internet, you're getting from everywhere. That's darkened counsel. That's reasoning when you try to figure it out. God says, perceive with your spirit and don't let reasoning, which is not wise counsel or wisdom in your life, and so again, this is showing us that in our heart, there's the spirit side and the soul side. We can perceive and reason in our heart. In Hebrews 12, I'm sorry, Hebrews 3.12, this refers to an evil heart. It says, beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in, in a, departing from the living God. 
I mean, look at that. You can have evil in your heart. You know, I mean, Proverbs talks about this. God despises those who devise wicked plans in their hearts, evil plans against people, against the things of God. And he says, beware lest any of you there be an evil heart of unbelief that would cause you to depart from the living God. If the devil can get you in reasoning and figuring out what you think is best, because that's what the Bible says, man always thinks, you know, he knows best. Man thinks he's right in his own eyes. And the, the things of God are foolish. But he's saying here, if that heart, if that soul, if that mind of yours is reasoning out and causing you to have unbelief, that's evil. Did you know unbelief is evil? It says it right here. It, given an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. The devil wants you to depart from God, to be so divided in your heart that you're divided from God, you're divided from your spirit, you're hardening in your heart, and when you're hardened again, that leads way for destruction in your life. Remember Jesus said, I, he was praying that they would soften their hearts so that he could come in and heal them. So you want your heart to be softened, you want your soul to be softened to the things of God. Your soul is not going to be softened on its own. You have to tell it. That's what I love about David. He was always like, my soul will magnify the Lord. You know what? You're going to do that. I am going to praise the Lord today. I am going to come to church and worship God because God tells me that that is where I'm going to receive from the body of Christ, which I am a part of. So there's things you just have to tell your mind from your spirit and say, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to watch that. I don't need to watch that. I don't need to eat that. Okay, we won't go there. And so, <laughs> I've got a box of chocolates over there. <laughs> but you know what I mean? The Lord will tell you. <laughs> I keep telling him, honey, don't bring that stuff home. I'll eat it. It is lasting a lot longer, right? But back to... <laughs> spiritual things. You just have to understand to keep your heart in agreement with the word of God and what God is leading you to. Do not have an undivided, I mean, do not have a divided heart. Have an undivided heart. So I, these last few months, I'm telling you, it has been awesome because as I've been, and it, the awesome thing about it is, you know, like we, we've taught you so many times, it's not just listening, it's, it's getting the word out. Remember, um, um, he who hears the word of God, that's what transforms your life, is hearing the word. So you got to hear yourself say it. So I say to myself, I don't need to do that, and I don't do it. Because if I hear myself saying it, then I have to be accountable somewhere, right? Because if I say it out loud, then God hears it. <laughs> Even though he already knows, but there's something about us, you know, human beings. Like if we say it out loud, it's there, you know, it's out there. So we have to say what is right and don't say what is wrong because when we put out words that are evil and words that are destructive and words that are critical, those words too are out there. And somewhere you're going to have to draw those things back in, right? Because those things have to be pulled down and come under the, um, Jesus Christ. So I guess it says here, brothers, um, beware. In other words, Pay attention. Just don't let life pass you by and go, well, I don't know what's happening today. Lord, what's going on? I don't know. You know, get before the Lord. I mean, again, so many things have been happening. And as I began to stand up and go, you know what? No, I am not. You know, of course, then there's times I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to help me on this one. I don't know if I'm supposed to take authority over this in the name of Jesus or if I'm supposed to endure some of this because there's something I need to learn. Because it's true, the trying of our faith builds strength in us. 
and it helps us um, look at situations and not fall apart, right? So it says, um, again, a heart of unbelief so that you won't depart from the living God. Look at 1 Peter 3, 4. This also says, talking about the spirit being in the heart. But rather let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is, a very precious, which is very precious in the sight of God. This verse is talking about the hidden person of the heart, which I love, which is incorruptible. The hidden person of the part of the heart that's incorruptible is what? He just said it. I mean, that has, it's, a, it's your spirit. So the spirit is hidden in the heart, and your soul is hidden in the heart. Your heart is two parts. It's your spirit and your soul. And again, those two parts have to come in agreement. The spirit, which is a hidden man, isn't the whole heart. It's part of it. The soul is the other part. Again, Israel was always having trouble following the Lord because their spirit wanted to follow God, but then they wanted their flesh, their soul wanted to follow all the other gods, right? They were constantly battling the gods, and so they were always divided and had problems. Proverbs 3.5 says this, Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart and lean not into your own understanding. Israel did not trust God with all of their heart. They loved him in spirit, but they didn't follow him in their soul, in their mind, because of life coming along and causing them problems. Either they were hungry or they were thirsty or they had need. God provided everything for them and they still complained. And so, again, Proverbs says that we are to trust the Lord with all of our heart. That's with spirit and soul. Trust him. Tell your soul, we're going to trust the Lord today. I'm trusting the Lord because he said this. And you find the promises that God has promised you. And you stand on those. And you agree with those. And you say, no, I'm trusting God with my whole heart. I've been singing that song. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will. Oh, I won't sing to you, but. Um. But it is just a. An understanding of, you. remember God said, if you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me, and I will be found of you. But it's your whole heart. You can't just in your spirit go, well, I know, Lord, you're there. But, the, you know, all day long, you're filling your mind with, we talk about this, raising our kids. Fill your heart with good things, right? Don't fill your heart with junk. Fill your heart with good things because it's your whole heart that's going to come in agreement and give you that wisdom and that blessing to follow life. Not that you won't face trials, but you'll have better understanding and wisdom of how to go through them and how to have victory through them. Even Jesus said, in this life, you will have trials, but I have overcome this world and you have victory through me. So it's coming under Jesus, coming under his word and saying, Lord, I agree with you. In this situation, you're going to give me wisdom on how to handle it and what to say and what to do. And I'm not going to fall to the wayside and fall apart in my mind, reason out, get hard-hearted, get angry, get bitter, and all those other things that the soul loves to do. The soul, the, I mean, your emotions. Sometimes we just love pity parties, right? Oh, I do when, you know... You can see it in your kids, you know, watching the grandkids some they're so funny, you know, because we all love sympathy, right? And, you know, and I love to give sympathy sometimes. Oh, are you okay? I know. That's so hard, you know. And they're like, hmm. And sometimes we do that with God. Lord, it's just too hard. Feel sorry for me and just fix it. 
You know, we just want God to do it. God, when are you going to fix this? God's given you the authority. He's given you the keys of the kingdom. He's given you all wisdom, right? God's not going to come down and live your life for you, but by him and through him, you can have victory. And you can have all. I love when Pastor Ingensman talks about all the blessings, all the benefits. You know, sometimes we're like, oh, Lord, I'm going to follow the Lord because of all those blessings. You know, well, there's not just blessings. There's trials, too. (laughs) We don't want to deal with those. But let me tell you, you can have, James is right. You can have joy in your trials. You can go, oh, this is something else I can have victory through. And, you know, some of you are like, well, or like Jesus, you know, in the cross, Lord, uh, can this cut pass for me? You know, I don't, I wouldn't have wanted to take that beating and that torture and praise, praise the Lord. We don't have to, he's done it for us. He's done so much for us that we do not have to endure. But the Bible says those who do endure till the end will receive the crown of promise. And so there's going to be times you're going to have to endure, but again, you can have wisdom through it, and you can get stronger. And I tell you, when you come out of something in victory and you're stronger, you've got understanding, you do have joy. You feel so good. You're like, Lord, thank you. And your emotions all clap for you, you know, every, you know, every part of you. <laughs> I sound like I'm talking about schizophrenic here, but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, let's go on to, let me go to this. Turn to Romans chapter 12. And this says here, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is, again, talking about the renewing of your mind. This is the most important part. This is why we try so often to get you to involved in OSL, getting involved in Bible studies, getting involved in, you know, the married couples. Oh, I, I was supposed to announce that. Married couples, we're starting this week, and one group is starting the following week. Please sign up. Get involved. Get wisdom. Get understanding for your marriage. Um, be proactive in it. Don't sit and wait for life to happen and, you know, have divided hearts. Come in unity. Come in agree with what the Lord has called you to as a couple. And, oh, my other announcement, I'm sorry, break. (laughs) I was supposed to do this. Women, at the end of the month on Saturday, April 28th, we're having our spring luncheon. And I love this luncheon because this year we're honoring the, the women of Valley Community Church. We are asking you to send a photo. It's in the flyer. Send a photo, a group photo of the women in your family, your grandmothers, mothers, sisters, you know, aunts, cousins, whatever you can do, whoever's closest to you, you can get a photo. Get a group photo and send it to us because we're doing, we're going to be doing this video series and it's called These Are the Women We Come From. And we just want to look at the women in our family and what God has brought us through as women and the women that have come before us and then the women we are teaching behind us. And so that Saturday is a day to honor the women of Valley Community Church. So we'll start signups next week. Okay? Thank you. Back to, back to the program. Okay. So Mark, turn to Mark eleven twenty three. I mean, we already did this. I'm sorry. Back to Mark eleven twenty three. That scripture that says that the, he who does not doubt in his heart but believes is a person who understands that his mind has to be renewed, not conformed to this world and the way the world thinks and the way the systems are set up, but to remember to keep your mind set on Jesus. Remember the scripture? He will be in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. 
You know, he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So if you're having trouble in your mind, in your thoughts, you know, the Bible says you want peace in your mind. How many of you need peace in your mind? You know, sometimes at night you lay awake and you know, I do that. And you're, you're, you can't shut your mind off because you're thinking of all this stuff that's going on. Oh, I pray that scripture. I'm going to have peace when I lay down and go to sleep because my safety is in you, O oh Lord. And so that right there, your mind to have that peace, it's got to come under the word of God. So you have to renew your mind to that. But Mark 11, those who do not doubt in their heart, understand that true believing God, to truly believe God for the things in your life that you're, quote, believing him for, means you have to line up the soul and line up the spirit so they are in agreement with the word of God. Amen? Again, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know, Hebrews 4.12 says this. You know, the only thing that can tell what is from your spirit and what is from your soul is the word of God. When you're getting into things and you're like, Lord, is this from, you know, you or is this from me? You know, pastor always says, or was this, was this the pizza last night that I ate and I had indigestion or whatever? You know, when you're trying to figure out, is the Lord speaking or is it my flesh? What is this? The only thing that can, that can actually tell you what is from your spirit and what is from your soul is the word of God. And this is what Hebrews 4.12 says. It says, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. In other words, the word of God will help you divide what is from the spirit and what is from the soul, and of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's saying here the joints and the marrows, uh, the, the joints and marrow um, are compared to the soul um, and the spirit. Okay, the, the joints are the soul. The joints are the parts of your body that connect all the, you know, the, the, the parts. <laughs> I forget what they're all called. <laughs> you know, your leg parts. Yeah, the joints connect all those, okay? Um, it joins, it's the hinge, right? That joins um, all your bones together, enables the, your body to move, right? So um, that's what the soul does. The Lord, um, again, the spirit is the marrow, of the bone. The marrow is where the blood cells are developed, and the, that's where the blood is formed, and that's what gives you life. You know, without blood in your body, you will die. So, without the Spirit of God, you will die. You will be separated and depart from the living God. You need your Spirit to bring you life. Your soul is just those, it just helps you move and do what God's called you to do. So that's what it's talking. It's giving you an analogy here of, you know, your spirit and soul is like the joints and the marrow. And um, it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Again, the thoughts are your soul. Those are, that's your mind. The intents come from your spirit. You have thoughts and intents in your heart. You know, they always say good intention, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? People always have good intentions, but they don't follow through. That other scripture, when Paul talks, why do I do the things I don't want to do and the things I really want to do, I don't do? Why do I do that? It's because of your soul. The war within you is your spirit and your soul. Your soul tells you, you don't need to do that. The soul is lazy, right? The soul is just lazy. It just wants to do what it wants to do. It doesn't want to do what God wants to do. It wants to oppose the things of God. Your spirit has to tell your, uh, your soul, again, how to line up and do the will of God. 
Again, these are the thoughts and intents of the heart. Your, your thoughts come from the soul and your intents come from your spirit. But both are in the heart. And again, I, um, Ephesians 2, 1 through 12. Actually, I'm going to read this in my book. Did I put that up there? <clears throat> Listen to this. Ephesians chapter 2. And you, is it up there? Oh, good. And you hath he quickened. Now, read this with me, okay? Read every word with me. This is so good. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit... Let me just stop there. That spirit is the old man, your old human nature there. That spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others." But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, he quickened us, made us alive, made us born again, together with Christ, by grace are you saved. And he's raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceedingly riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ." What this is saying, you used to live that old life. You were just like everybody else. All you cared about was what your flesh wanted, what you wanted to do, um, all the, quote, sins you wanted to fulfill. You, you used to be like that. But praise God, somebody told you about Jesus. Amen? Aren't you thankful that somebody told you about Jesus? And you now have understand you are born again. Your spirit is alive. And not only that, I've been set in high places with Jesus Christ, and he's given me all authority. Actually, let's turn to that. Um, um, let's turn to Ephesians chapter, <clears throat> well, uh, Luke 19. No, I'm sorry. Luke 10, 19. Okay, Luke 10, 19 says this. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall be, by any means hurt you. This is talking about two different powers here. When he says, behold, I give you power, that's the word for authority. He says, behold, I give you authority over the power of the devil. The devil has no power in your life. You have authority over that. He has no place in your life. He can't do anything to you. Don't give, him, don't give him that glory. Don't give him any credit. He can't do anything to you. Now go to Ephesians chapter 6 and look at um, verse 10 here. And it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You're not going to be strong in your might. You're going to be strong in the power of the Lord that he's given you. That's why we say in the name of Jesus. It's not our might. We don't have to struggle to get things in the Lord, to get the blessings of the Lord. It's already been given to us. We're seated there. We've been given authority. We speak those things. We speak the word of God. We have understanding in our mind. We've renewed it so that it can agree with the things of the spirit, right? So it's not a struggle to get the things of God in our life. No, it, it should flow. Sometimes there are trials that we endure, but it's not to hinder us. 
God says he has plans for you, but they're never for your harm or for evil. They're always for your good. He works all things together for our good. Amen? And then Ephesians chapter 1. Let's look at this. Ephesians chapter 1, 19 through 22. This says, and what is the exceeding greatness of this power? In other words, this power we're talking about, that it's, it's the power of the Lord. It's not ours. We're to be strong in the power and the might of the Lord. This power that's been given to us. Is in, what is this great power to us? Word? Who believe? Uh, who believe uh, this power is in our lives? Uh, who does not doubt in his heart? Who's not divided about this power? Who's not trying to reason out where this power is coming from? It comes from the Lord and it works in our life. He's given it to us. We don't make it up. We don't earn it. It's given to us because we believe. So this power is to us who believe according to the working of his, of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ. In other words, he worked it in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, all power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but then the one that's to come. And he's put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. So he told us we've been set in heavenly places. We've been set with him. And God's every power and principality has been given to him. He sets up there, you know, at the right hand of the Father. It's interceding for us. But he's giving us that power. So we have to work on our mind to renew it so that we believe this. Right? Do we believe this? You know, the Bible says God's going to test your faith. What do you believe? Do you really believe in healing? Do you really believe that he is the great physician? Do you really believe that his power can work in your life and cause supernatural things to happen? I believe that I've seen it happen. I've seen it in the physical. But I'm just saying our mind has to come in agreement with our spirit. Amen? Amen. So you've been given everything you need to walk in the things of the Lord. You've been, given, you've been given every promise. You've been given the power. You've been given authority. Jesus said, remember in Luke, you know, I saw the devil fall like lightning, and you have power over the enemy. So there's nothing that can uh, really destroy your life or bring um, anything. If the trials come, the Lord's allowing because he's showing you something to make you stronger. It's not for your destruction. It's not for your harm. It's not for you to get in a pity party. It's for you to wake up and go, okay, this is what people deal with in life. And I can walk through this, have victory, and I can help somebody else have victory. Amen? So our lives in the Lord is about having a heart that is not divided, that it's in agreement with the word of God. Amen? Amen. Have you been blessed by the word today? Which I want you all to stand. We're not done. Because this is what I was talking about. We're going to say it. We are going to tell our souls today that our spirit is in charge and that we agree with Jesus. Amen? And I don't know, I just want you to there's maybe something in your life that you want, um, you just want to tell it. No, that's not going to happen. That's not what Jesus told me. That's not what he tells me in his word. And you, don't, you can say it out loud. You can mutter it under your breath, whatever you want to do. But we are going to speak to our hearts and let our hearts be heard out loud that we agree with the word of God. Amen? So would you just, let's just pray.
So I just want you to kind of repeat after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for the work you did on the cross that gave me the benefits of walking with you. And now, Lord, I tell my soul, you line up with the Spirit. You are not in charge. Your thoughts cannot run away. Your thoughts are under Jesus. And I will follow the word. I agree with you, Jesus. I agree with you, word. And this word is life and power and strength and might in my life. And I receive it. I believe it. I do not doubt. I agree in Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. So be it. So be it. Give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you.